Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, invites you to be the informed patient with the podcast that features experts from Central New York's only academic medical center. I'm your host, Amber Smith. If you or someone you care about has made the decision to have weight loss surgery, today I'm talking with a surgeon about what you can expect afterward. Dr. Timothy Shope is Chief of Bariatric Surgery at Upstate. Thank you for making time for this interview, Dr. Shope. Well, thank you, Amber, for the opportunity. What is the most common reaction your patients have when you see them after surgery after they've awoken from anesthesia? Well, they're usually just glad to be awake and and have this fresh start uh, for themselves. Uh, they've gotten, you know, they many of them have spent months and months in a program uh, working through a process to get the surgery, and now it's finally the day of surgery, and now they've finally got this opportunity to really get this new lease on life. Well, I know many bariatric surgeries, maybe all of them, um, are done laparoscopically now through small incisions. So what impact does that have on how long a person recovers and, and how soon they go home from the hospital? We, we do the overwhelming majority of our procedures through what's called a minimally invasive approach, which includes standard laparoscopy and robotic approaches. Um, an open operation is still done sometimes. Usually those are more for, uh, you know, revisional type surgeries where patients have had surgery before, maybe um, they've had other kinds of surgery uh, in their upper abdomen. Um, so the, the majority of our surgeries are done through these small incisions. Uh, and what that means for the patients is that basically recovery is dramatically accelerated. Uh, most of our patients are only in the hospital for a day or two. Uh, the overall physical recovery, uh, you know, we tell them to take probably a few weeks off of work, um, <clears throat> but honestly, they're up and moving around the same day of surgery. Um, what determines when they're okay to go home? Uh, so there's a fair amount of uh, medical, uh, you know, things that we have to consider. Uh, is their heart okay? The breathing okay? But th those things are generally uh, not really a big issue, and, and honestly, the the biggest hurdle for the patient is whether or not they're able to hydrate themselves, whether or not they're able to drink enough, essentially, so that we can take them off of the IV uh, and you know allow them to do it on their own. Okay, and I was going to ask, how soon can they drink? How soon can they eat? The the drinking starts uh, again as soon as they're awake enough from surgery. Uh, we we encourage them to get about an ounce or so of fluid, so that's around thirty milliliters or thirty cc's. Uh, which is basically one of those little uh, cups that you'll see on the top of the cough medicine dispensers, for example. Um, if you, they can get one of those down every 15 to 20 minutes, uh, then they should be able to hydrate themselves. Um, sounds pretty easy, uh, but after these operations, uh, you, you really uh, have a lot of difficulty getting any volume in at any one time. So we're not doing you know shots, and we're talking about sips of those 15 to 30 milliliters of fluid. Uh, which can actually take a good 10, 15 minutes if they're uh, pacing themselves well. And you say fluid, is it water or is there a particular drink or beverage that you advocate? Initially, yeah, it's just water or clear liquid, something uh, very low calorie and non-carbonated, something like crystal light or a uh, no sugar containing Gatorade or something like that. Within a few days, uh, they're usually on protein shakes, uh, which are a little bit heavier, a little bit more difficult to get to go uh, down, but again, they if they commit to it, they can certainly do it. Now, once someone um, goes home on their own, and it, do you have instructions for how they should eat in the first days after surgery, and how soon, you know, they'll 
kind of get into a, a new type of eating? Well, absolutely, Amber. Realistically, those months before surgery that I was mentioning before are largely meant to help educate the patients and help them reframe how they approach uh, the eating process uh, after surgery. They work extensively with our registered dietitian staff, uh, and so they know what the, to expect afterwards. Again, knowing what to expect and actually experiencing it is two different things, um, but they certainly uh, are well prepared for it. Um, so the process really is roughly two weeks worth of those liquids that we were talking about. Uh, and then again, about two weeks more of softer foods. Um, and then after about a month or so, they can be back on normal types of foods, usually just um, significantly reduced portions. Uh, we ask them to you know, concentrate on proteins first and fluids a close second. Uh, and, uh, you know, as they uh, advance that diet, they will come back to us. They'll be coached about what to eat next, what things to try, what things to avoid. So the process is really, uh, again, we set them up ahead of time for success in the preoperative program, and we give them full support postoperatively to make sure that they have that success. So it sounds like it's a transition process. It is, and again, it takes at least a month, if not six weeks, till, till they're back on those quote-unquote regular foods. Um, but again, those uh, are much smaller portions, and hopefully they make a substantial change in the types of foods that they're choosing. Now, do patients feel hunger since they're going to be eating so much less than they did before surgery? Actually, they don't. Uh, in addition to not being able to eat very much at any one particular time after these operations, the procedures themselves actually uh, change around how our GI tract hormones uh, are available to us uh, and how they uh, function, basically. So uh, one of the operations in particular, called the sleeve gastrectomy, uh, we remove about three quarters or so of the stomach, the organ in the stomach. Uh, and in that part of the stomach that's removed is where the vast majority of a hormone called ghrelin is produced. And I, I, it's not exactly correct, but the way to think about this is that that hormone basically does one thing. It tells our bodies it's time to go find some food. And so if uh, that signal isn't there, most of those patients experience a dramatic reduction in their hunger. And, and we see similar improvements in hunger also in the gastric bypass, even though there's not, not we're not actually removing that part of the stomach. This is Upstate's The Informed Patient Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with Dr. Timothy Shope, the Chief of Bariatric Surgery. And we're talking about what things are like after someone completes the operation. Now, how soon would you advise people typically to get back to work and school? And how soon can they resume an exercise routine? Well, it really depends what kind of work they do. Um, I've had People go back if they're, you know, if they own their own small business and their kids won't eat if they don't go back to work. I've had folks back as early as a week. Um, that's pushing it a little bit, uh, but I think most people can probably do okay on that. If you're, you know, in manual labor, construction work, that kind of thing, you're going to want to take at least several weeks off. Uh, these incisions will need to heal, even though they're small and generally heal very well. Um, and physically, you know, your body's going through a lot of changes uh, with these operations and the change in the caloric intake and the types of calories and such. And so people will feel a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit fatigued. Uh, that's pretty normal. Uh, but again, it's something that they can certainly overcome. And, you know, we just, uh, my advice to patients usually is when you come back for your post-op visit, which is sometime around 10 days to two weeks uh, after they leave the hospital, 
uh, let's decide together if it's if it's time for you to go back to work. And look, if they call me five days after they leave the hospital and say that they have to get back to work because the walls are closing in on them at home, uh, I don't have any problem with them going back as long as, again, it's not sort of a physical labor type job. And if someone has an exercise routine or wants to start one, what would your advice be? Well, again, it really depends on the type of exercise that they'd like to do. We really do encourage activity of all kinds, uh, even very early on. As I mentioned, uh, they're going to be up and moving around the same day of surgery. Uh, when they go home, they can go up and down stairs. They can go out for short walks. Uh, and as they recover over that first week or two, they can certainly increase that as long as much as their body tolerates uh, and as much as they're able to keep themselves hydrated. Um, if they want to get back to true aerobic type activity or maybe even weightlifting type activities, um, that should probably wait for at least a few weeks. Uh, and I, it's an, another one where I would encourage them to have that conversation with their provider at their at their initial post-op follow-up visit. How soon will patients notice weight loss? Uh, well, it's not immediate, uh, but the majority of people will notice a substantial amount of weight coming off within that first month or so. Uh, when we talk about the weight loss for these operations, uh, it's generally a, a year to a year and a half is this time frame that we talk about for maximal weight loss. But that is pretty well front loaded, meaning that the first six or eight months is where they're going to experience the majority of that weight loss. And then the next eight months or so, you know, a little bit here and there will come off. Uh, you know, it really depends on uh, the starting weight as far as how much weight they'll lose in that first month. But I think on average, somewhere around 20 to 30 pounds in the first month is pretty typical. So in the surgery that you do, you're not removing any tissue or, or anything that would put weight on a person. Well, again, in the sleeve gastrectomy operation, we remove a portion of the stomach, but the, the weight of that is, yeah, you know, it's way less than a pound. Um, so, no, we don't actually remove, they don't wake up lighter from surgery. In fact, because of the fluid that we give during surgery and during the hospital stay, some patients will go home up a pound or two. That's not uh, not unusual, but realistically within that those first couple of weeks, they're really, really starting to drop that weight. Now, if a patient had diabetes, how quickly after surgery does that resolve? So that really depends on the type of procedure that they have. Um, and I'm not trying to convince anybody to have any particular operation here. That's a conversation that you should have individually with your surgeon. Um, but with the gastric bypass operation, uh, there's good data from decades ago that show that the um, patient's sugars, their the level when we check their sugars, and also their insulin use or their medication use uh, drops dramatically even within the first couple of days. And all of us across the country have had patients that are diabetic when they come to the hospital and are off of medication when they leave the hospital within a couple of days. And what that really tells you is that with regard to the gastric bypass operation specifically, that the improvement in your diabetes isn't just about the loss of weight. We just talked about how that doesn't happen immediately, yet you could possibly go home, uh, not everybody, but some patients can go home off of their medications. So it's really about the rearrangement of the uh, GI tract that comes with the gastric bypass, and again, the modulation of those hormones that we were talking about earlier. The other uh, operations that we offer, um, the sleeve gastrectomy, the lap band, uh, other operations that are available, also will improve uh, in most patients the uh, diabetic profiles, uh, but they don't happen uh, as quickly, um, and they're really basically dependent on the amount of weight that's lost. So as you continue to lose weight, you're and diabetic profile should improve as well.
Does the new way that people digest food after this surgery affect medications that they take? It might. Uh, the, the biggest uh, change is, is, you know, basically their ability to get those medications in in the early time period uh, or whether or not they actually need them. So, again, if patients are, you know, working hard to get enough hydration in and they're on medications, for example, that cause them to urinate more, a diuretic, a water pill, uh, maybe they need to back off on some of those medications. Um, the gastric bypass operation where we actually change anatomy, uh, we reroute intestine, uh, that one potentially could, for some medications, uh, uh, change how they're absorbed. And so, you know, we got to be very careful with that, with those patients that have that operation, make sure that they're working with their other medical docs as far as, you know, how those medications are absorbed and, uh, it doesn't mean that they can't have those operations. It just may mean that they need either a different medication or ideally let's do this operation, help you lose weight. So you get healthier and don't need those medications at all. I was going to ask, cause I've heard that vitamin B12 and folate and iron, those levels are tracked in someone who's had bariatric surgery, but you just explained sort of the reason, right? Well, yeah. So the biggest issue with that is, um, you know, again, the ability to absorb things and actually. Uh, we track multiple vitamins and micronutrients for patients, the ones you mentioned, but also uh, thiamine, which is vitamin B1, vitamin D, zinc. Uh, there's a whole host of vitamins that we check for patients on a regular basis. All of our patients are encouraged to be on a standard multivitamin. Um, if we identify that there is a, uh, a deficiency of some kind, either based on our clinical evaluation or the laboratory studies that we get uh, on at least a yearly basis, uh, we're going to supplement those as well. Now, a certain percentage of patients will have the surgery and lose the weight, but then they regain. So I wanted to ask you to talk about where they go, where they went wrong, and whether you have some advice that will help someone avoid making the same mistakes. Sure. So the first thing is, I, I wouldn't say that they went wrong. I'd never blame it on the patient. In fact, when I have a patient that has that situation, I'm going to look at myself first. You want to make sure that the anatomy that you've created for them is proper uh, and that is that they still have a quality tool, if you will, uh, at their disposal to use. And if they use it properly, uh, then they should be able to get some of that weight regain back off. Uh, most times, what the patient you're talking about there is maybe a couple of years out from surgery. Maybe they haven't been following up as frequently. Uh, they've slipped back into some old patterns of behavior. They're just not making the you know the proper food choices. Those kind of things are things that if they come back into the fold essentially and get back with their providers, get back with their dietitians again. Usually, again, assuming the anatomy is fine, they can usually get back on track and lose some of that weight again. And so, really, that's the advice is. Come back and see us. Come back. Go back to your provider. Make sure that we have an opportunity to, you know, make sure that we've done everything we can do for you, and that we provide you with all of the, you know, support structure that you need to have this success. You know, especially if somebody did it before. If they lost a hundred pounds and regained twenty five of it, they should be able to get a decent portion of that back off if we can get them back into those uh, behavioral patterns that they had early after surgery. Well, this has been very informative, and I appreciate your time, Dr. Shope. Well, thank you very much again for the opportunity, Amber. My guest has been Dr. Timothy Shope. He's Director of Bariatric Surgery at Upstate. The Informed Patient is a podcast covering health, science, and medicine brought to you by Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York. I'm your host, Amber Smith, thanking you for listening.